Hello everyone, welcome back to Blood Talk. Now, today, of course, once again, we're talking about Phantasm because I've just you know, I've never been able to get enough of this franchise. It's probably the franchise, no, definitely the franchise I've spoken about the most on this account. It pretty much dominates some of my most recent videos, videos, podcasts, whatever. Um, yeah, it's just, I can't get enough of the, the movies, any of them. I think they're all great, all five of them. Uh, well, by a B-movie standards, <laughs> at least. I mean, well, if you're going to put them by B-movie standards, I'd say they're like, flipping, they're like the godfather of B-movies. Well, not the godfather, they're like, they're like the Star Wars of B-movies, because they get slightly worse as they go on, generally. But they're all okay, at least, and... Also, because the franchise has been going for 37 years. Um, but today I'm going to be talking about what is probably the most divisive entry into the franchise. No, definitely the most divisive entry. Phantasm Ravager. The, the last one as well. And it came out about seven years ago now. Um, yeah, because this film... This film is presumably the last one... Like, ever. Probably, definitely the last film in the franchise. Should be, anyway. Um, but it's not great. I've never been the biggest fan of it, ever. Um, it used to be fourth place on my list. Now I put it at dead last. And it's because the more I watch it, the more I realise there's problems with it. And, to be fair, maybe... I just kind of realised I preferred the third one over this one. I mean, if you want to see my ranking for the Phantasm movies, I've done, like, three at this point. So just scroll on my account a lot. But, yeah, so I'm just going to go over why 5 is so... Well, not bad. Not I don't think it's that bad. Some people think it's awful. Some people think it's dreadful. Um, I'm not going to go that far. I'll say it's the worst of the five, but I don't think it's awful i just think it's uh painfully mediocre and the problem is it shouldn't be painfully mediocre it should be brilliant um should be the best one since the original um and i I think the best place to start off with the problem with it is that it just it was disappointing like I i feel like if it wasn't like hyped up for 18 years and if people knew that it was never going to be this big grand finale, then I have a feeling that, you know, people wouldn't have been too disappointed about it. But because it had been, like, what, 18 years since the fourth one and this film had been hyped up for so long, you know, there was a lot of hype in the community surrounding it. I mean, Phantasm's never been a big franchise, but the fans are extremely loyal. So when the thousands upon thousands of people saw this, like, this is what they've been waiting for for 18 years, yeah, I can definitely see why many were disappointed. I mean, you know, I've got to kind of be an empath here because I've I've only been a massive fan of the franchise for about a year. Um, and, you know, like, certainly, I certainly didn't know what it was in 2016. I think it was about a year or two when I, like, maybe 2018 when I discovered Phantasm, so, yeah, 
I certainly can't experience the level of disappointment that the fans did. Maybe this is why I don't mind it as much as others. And maybe it's just due to the disappointment. It's like the Phantom Menace of the Phantasm movies, in a way. Because Phantom Menace, when you really think about it, it's not all that bad. But when fans had been waiting a good 17 years before the next Star Wars movie, and it's it's that, it, it does come across as disappointing. But what are the big problems, like, objectively about Ravager? Like, taking away the fans' perspective, like, what, what's wrong with the movie? Well, oddly enough, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, they consider this one the second best movie in the franchise, aside from the first one. Why is that? I think it's because of the ideas. I think when you look at the other movies, the other four, the first one proposes some amazing, inspiring, original ideas. Uh, ambitious ones as well. The second and third don't really go too far with those ideas. The third one expands on them a little bit, but you know they, they don't go very brave with them after that. And then the fourth one kind of explains them in even more detail. But then the fifth one, the fifth one kind of brings up these ideas again. Um, but the problem is it doesn't answer the ideas. It, it doesn't, it's good ideas, poor execution, I'd say. I'd say that's the truth of it all. Um, and what makes me say that is, uh, and, and why critics would be a fan of it, is because if you're not a Phantasm fan and this is the first one you see, you probably like you're probably not going to mind it. You'd be a bit confused as to what the hell's going on, but it's not going to be that confusing in the wider scale of things. You just watch it and forget about it. But when you're a Phantasm fan and you've been loyal to this franchise for thirty-seven years, you just think, you know, what would what were going through their heads when they were coming up with all these confusing ideas? The the problem is they coming up with these amazing ideas. In the fifth film. This should have been done years ago. Like it's a finale. You're supposed to answer questions. Instead of ask more. Right. What I'm trying to say here is. When you come out of Phantasm 4. You actually get more questions answered. Than asked. They still ask a few. Like, they don't leave it completely explained. But they answer a good majority of questions. Ravager. That the the final one barely answers anything. I can't really like. I've just rewatched the film now, literally just rewatched it now, and I I can't really tell you anything they answer. I mean, they they kind of answer that the the, the reason the tall man's never just outright killed Reggie is because he's an amusement to him. Um, they answer that Mike was like a subject to the tall man and you know, how the tall man keeps coming back, because there's, like, infinite versions of him. But beyond that, there's just, like, you can kind of assume that, really. There's no, like, real answers that we're getting in here. And I'm not asking for the whole thing to be explained. Heck, I don't want all of Phantasm to be explained. I think part of the charm of it is that you don't always know what's going on. But when the fourth film is explaining so much and still coming across as ambiguous, and heavily ambiguous at that, it, I, I just don't understand why they, they couldn't do similar with the fifth movie. Um, I think part of the problem as well is the production. 
Phantasm V had an extremely troubled production. It's clear from the budget. Sources tell me that it's 250k, but some sources even state it was lower than that. But when you watch the movie, it doesn't surprise you. I think, with, like, Phantasm's never had a high budget, but something Don Coscarelli's great at is making a low budget look like a blockbuster. The first Phantasm movie generally looks like a high budget film, aside from the, well, some scenes. <laughs> the second movie had quite high budget anyway. The third movie looks okay, and then the fourth movie looks great. I think they all look great, except for this one. Um, plus, I, I was watching this guy review Ravager a few weeks ago, and he said that there's kind of a rule of thumb with each Phantasm movie, uh, that you can kind of tell which one is made in which era, based on, well, just watching it. Like, for example, the first one is just living and breathing in the 70s, the second one's living, breathing the 80s. The third and fourth one look exactly like 90s films. Whereas the fifth one, like, it looks like an early 2000s flick when, you know, it came out last decade. It's, yeah. Um, but, you know, personally, I'm, I don't mind low budgets. And there's some effects in the film that don't even look awful. That actually looked pretty good. I mean, the lady in Lavender, when she has like a weird zombie face thing, I thought that looked really cool. But it's the spheres. They used to have the spheres as being like balls on strings. Um, which, yeah, it's low budget. But I found there's a personal charm to it. Um, but all the spheres here are CGI, and it shows. Um, also, the... Roger Avery, right, he co-wrote, or wrote, I think it was co-wrote, uh, Pulp Fiction, 1994, you know, one of the most iconic films ever, he's a massive Phantasm fan, and after his Oscar win, he wrote this film called Phantasm 1999 AD, which was to be, like, Ravager, it was to be the final film in the franchise, and it was to be this, like, big event that Ravager was supposed to be, um, so Phantasm Oblivion was made to kind of, like, try and gain money to to make the fifth film. It was like a setup, but they just couldn't get enough funding. It, it was like a 15 million project, at least. I mean, Don said he could have tried it with 7 million, but even then, 7 million was just too much of an ask, which is really unfortunate, because I'm sure it would have been amazing. Um... But then, yeah, Ravager kind of uses a lot of ideas from the original Roger Avery script. For example, the whole tall man taking over the world angle and going to the tall man's world to fight him. But they don't go to the tall man's world as much as you'd like them to. There's not a lot of world building with the tall man's world. You know, like... The, the point is... They, they always hype up the Tormund's planet as being like, oh, this big place where whatever goes on, and we don't find out what's going on. We don't know what goes on on the Tormund's planet because they don't have the budget to like explain it, unfortunately. And that would have been an amazing thing to do, like uncover in this fifth film, you know, what actually goes on in that planet. But yeah, once again, they just didn't have the money. 
Um, I have a feeling the Roger Avery script wanted to go to the tall man's planet and, you know, explore it in a little more detail. Because all we really truly know about it is that it looks a bit like Gallifrey from Doctor Who and that the minions all go there. We know nothing else. Like, is it hell? Is that where people go after they die? Probably. Like, and I say probably because it's in, it's implied but not confirmed. And that's maybe something they could have confirmed in this one. Um, yeah. So, it's confusing as well. It's just, it's hella confusing. You know, there's so much going on in this one that it's just, it's hard to follow at times. Like, it, there's Reggie in like three different dimensions and you, you're supposed to like guess which one's real. And I suppose by the end they're trying to tell you that the, um, the, the real world is that the tall man has taken over the, the earth because of all the like scenes we get. In the cuda and stuff. But even then. I I, I still can't tell you that. I, I don't know. Um, but what about like the positives? Like. What, what, what is good about the film? Well it's charming to see these characters back. After such a while. The music saves the film a lot. By my standards. I think the music's amazing. Probably like the second best soundtrack. In the franchise. After the original. Um, what else? I think some of the action's done pretty well. I think it's decently paced. Um, if not, maybe a bit too fast-paced. Um, I think Angus, Scrum and Reggie scenes, um, like, you know, Tallman and Reggie scenes, I think they're all incredible. Kind of wish there was more of them. Um, damn, is there any other positives? I don't know, I mean, I suppose the final scene, like, ends the franchise off in the best way it could, you know, like, with all the gang in the car together, driving off to fight the tall man, but it's kind of left on a cliffhanger. Like, the thing is, when I review this film, in a way, I I can't really review it, because I, I keep... <laughs> I've called it the most mixed bag of a film I've ever seen. Because every negative I have for this film, there's always a positive in there. But every positive I have in this film is always stumped by a negative. It's very hard to review this. I'm not even joking. Like <laughs> like I say, the action's really quite good in some scenes. But then the effects of those action scenes, awful most of the time. Um, you know, the, the characters and the dialogue is amazing. Incredible most of the time, but the actors saying these these lines, except for Reggie and Angus Scrim, of course, are generally pretty awful actors. Um, the ideas are creative, inspiring, original, ambitious. Some of the best ideas for a film I've ever seen. But the execution of those ideas, pretty awful. Thing is, I've gone on record with myself to say that I think Ravager and Oblivion, the fourth and fifth films, should have swapped around. I think the fifth film should have been the fourth one, and the fourth one should have been the last one. And I say that because the last, the, the fourth one actually answers a lot of questions, and it, it leaves on a 
kind of cliffhanger, but kind of not, um, to the point where you can continue, but you, you wouldn't have to, um, it also feels like a finale in places, and it creates a plausible theory as to how the franchise actually happens, this one has a lot of ambitious ideas, the fifth one has a lot of ambitious ideas, um, and it sets up a lot, but it shouldn't be setting up a lot when it's the last movie, you know, this should be an earlier instalment in the franchise, maybe not even the, the fifth film, maybe it should have even been like the third one, um, yeah, it's, it's problematic, um, seeing characters return, as I said, it's got a charm to it, uh, I think some of the sets are quite cool, I think seeing the tall man on this red planet anyway is really nice, the music's incredible, um, what else, I don't know, it's just a shame that I have to call this one the worst one out of all five, because I, f I feel like if there was a world where Roger Avery got his script through and they did make that uh, 1999 AD film, I have a feeling it would have been the best one. Aside, maybe even better than the original, heck. Because uh, it sounds like it would have had the cool, innovative ideas of the first one. But also the action that the first one lacked. Um, so it could have even ended up being the best one. And it's just a shame it wasn't made. We got Ravager instead. And to most people, they kind of wish it wasn't made. I'm not going to go as far to say that I wish Ravager wasn't made. Because I do have a lot of positives with this film. But for those positives, I've just got so many negatives too. Um, so overall, what do I give Phantasm Ravager? I give it like a dead on 5 out of 10, like literally the most 5 out of 10 film I've ever seen, painfully mediocre, um, you know, there's so much that's promising in here, so much that's really good, but just way too much that's really bad, and it's, it's a shame, it's a real shame, it really pains me to say that, because this really could have been like an 8 on 10, 9 on 10, 10 out of 10 film and there's some fran films in this franchise that I would rank I would rank like <laughs> the fourth film I'd give it a straight up 9.5 on 10 the first one I'd give a 9 out of 10 second and third I'd probably give like 8 and 7 out of 10 like they're all fairly high marks um and heck maybe one day this film I'll learn to appreciate more than I dislike because I it went for the third one. The third one I used to rank even lower than this one. But the more I watched it, the more I appreciated other things about it. So, will I enjoy Ravager more next time I watch it? I don't know. When will I next watch it? Probably not that long off, really. It'll probably be like a couple of weeks. I, I rewatch these movies like once every few months. Um... But some of them, when I end up thinking about them more, I end up re-watching them more. Like, I kept thinking about the fourth one for a while. So I kept watching the fourth one over and over again. Honestly, I've seen these movies in total about... 
must have seen the fourth one the most, and I've probably seen it about a good 15 times. Uh, Ravagers. Ravager might be the one I've seen like in the middle. I think I've probably seen it a good nine or ten times. I've seen it a lot. So I've seen it enough to like have a, a, a good view on what I think my opinion is. But my opinions on these movies really do change a little bit. Anyway. So. What's my overall last few words on my opinion of Phantasm Ravager? It's mediocre. And the the least good instalment in the franchise. Um, if you're a fan of these movies and you haven't seen this one yet. Or you want to see these movies. Um... I'd recommend, you know, starting, of course, with the original. Um, and I, I hope you enjoy this film more than I do. Because some people love this film. As I said, it's it's a divisive one. Um, some people love it. Some people hate it. I'm one of the few people to actually be, like, in the middle on this one, on the fence. But there are some people who love it. Most people don't. But some people think it's, it, like, genius. Um... And I hope you're one of those people, because if you are, I'm jealous that you can uh, enjoy it more than I have, because, like I say, I really want to like this movie. This one's the one I want to like the most out of all of them. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I just hope you enjoy it more than I have. Um, but it is painfully mediocre by my standards. Um, yeah, so I think that's everything. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I hope you learned something new. And uh, I hope you have a nice evening or day or whatever time of the day it is for you. So, um, yeah, see you later.